When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Could the Odell Beckham Jr. tour be coming to an end? Could he pick a team? Will that team be the Dallas Cowboys? We dive into that right now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series 6M Channel 80. You can play us on the smart speakers, but to say play ESPN Radio. No Canty, no Carlin. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Michael Rothstein in for the guys today. And the Cowboys, Michael, have been the most outspoken team, seemingly Open, very, oh, with open arms recruiting him over the last two, three weeks, everybody from Mike McCarthy to Dak Prescott saying good things, trying to get him into the fold with the Dallas Cowboys. And as this moment of truth seems to be getting a little bit closer and, and, and Odell actually has been taking visits, including to the Cowboys, we're getting a little bit of a clearer picture. And this was a really interesting quote to come out of the Cowboys locker room today from one of their uh, defensive leaders in Demarcus Lawrence. He was asked if it's fair to say he wants the Cowboys to sign Odell Beckham Jr. And here was Lawrence's response. Quote, it's fair to say I'm trying to reach a Super Bowl. So if he can come and help us with that, then yes, I'll accept him. But if we're just going to do the circus... No, I don't. Lawrence later added, I'm focused on this year, this team, and we have what we have in this locker room and the journey we're on. That, to me, isn't as <laughs> hard of a pitch as we've heard from some of the other teammates that he has in that locker room. When you hear that, what do you take away from that from Demarcus Lawrence, Michael? I take away that Demarcus Lawrence feels like they have enough right now and that they don't need the distraction. And I'm somebody that doesn't always buy into the quote-unquote distraction of really any player, except we've seen it with OBJ many, many times that he can provide a level of distraction in the locker room. And let's be honest, a place like the Rams, a place like the Browns, is not going to cause the uproar as any sort of distraction gets magnified times, I don't know, a thousand in Dallas with the Cowboys, both nationally and within that city. So I think what Demarcus Lawrence is very clearly saying, Gabe, is listen, if you come here, none of the nonsense. Come here, play, win, help us as the number three receiver or number two receiver, and leave everything else behind if you're going to come here. That's how I read that if I am trying to interpret what Demarcus Lawrence is saying as a defensive leader on that team. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's fair for OBJ, though, because I think with what he did last year, going from the Browns where there was drama to the Rams, his time with the Rams was drama-free. Yeah. Uh, he went in and, and he he was the number 2 wide receiver, seemed to be completely cool with that because of what you know Cooper Cub is and especially was last season to that Rams team making a Super Bowl run, but he also knew he could contribute in big ways like he did in the first half of the Super Bowl before he tore that ACL that's prevented him from playing so far this year. So I'm, I'm curious if that's just more past Odell, you know, the we're going on a boat before we go play the Packers in the playoffs, Odell, the 
things that happened in Cleveland, which also, as you become further removed from that, and Baker Mayfield continues to go from team to team to team, it makes you wonder if that was necessarily all Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland before he was let go by the Browns. So I'm not quite sure if this is entirely fair to OBJ. And I understand OBJ's out there and he's he's promoting himself right now and he's on the tour and there's certainly attention that goes with that. But I don't think it's unjust attention. I don't think it's obnoxious attention. I, I just think it's a guy who's going around and trying to make a decision with where he wants to play, presuming that he can play, for the rest of the season. No, and I have no problem with that. I have no problem with anything OBJ has done this year. And the one thing when we talk about the Rams is he also knew he had kind of helped force a trade there. He knew he wanted to go there. So, of course, you're going to be on your best behavior. Plus, again, the Rams are a team, sure, they're in a big market in L.A., but if you've been in L.A. at all, you know that sports is so far down the list (laughs) <laughs> of terms of attention when you're talking about players and celebrity status where it's the exact opposite in Dallas. You go to Dallas and the stars of the Dallas Cowboys are the biggest stars in Dallas. In L.A., the stars of the Rams, okay, that's nice, but you're also competing with Brad Pitt and Leo and Angelina Jolie and you know the stars of Hollywood. So I think that that's maybe part of this too, just – I think it's just a message saying, hey, it's cool. You want to come here? Great. But, like, come here for football. And that I completely understand why you'd want to set that expectation now. Yeah, getting out, getting out in front of it. It's just – it's interesting to me because it's such a stark difference – to from what we've heard out of the Cowboys locker room up until this point, because Dak Prescott has nothing but great things to say. Mike McCarthy's dressed it a couple of times when he's been at the podium. And even Jerry Jones has talked about it, like he did yesterday on 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas. And does he talked about you know his confidence in potentially signing Odell Beckham Jr. as he comes off that ACL from the medical perspective. Well, I'm not confident at all. And so uh, that's the issue. Now, we all realize uh, that issue of health, that issue of availability is here every time. This one is uh, very obvious and very pointed toward his injury that had occurred last year in the Super Bowl. So uh, we've got a good beat on that. We've got a great read on his career. It's not like a draft pick coming at you. You've got a lot of history here, and you can take a good look at everything. We've got to come in with our eyes wide open, and it has to be addressed. And that's when you see if you can uh, make a deal or not. Yeah, so that to me sounds like a Jerry Jones who, as long as the knee checks out, wants Odell Beckham Jr. on his football team, which would track with what Jerry Jones has been his entire time running the Cowboys, wanting stars to play you know, with the star on their helmet. Yeah, uh, without question. I, and I think, listen, Jerry Jones, as Jerry Jones is wont to do with anything in the NFL, seems to be controlling this in some way, because he's also the one that comes out and talks about the knee. Like you said, like we've talked about, the Cowboys have been the ones that have been most publicly pushing for Odell Beckham Jr., where you have other teams like the Giants, who we visited, and the Bills, who we visited. You're not seeing the open campaigning there. So it seems like maybe tomorrow, you know, not to go back to the Marcus Lawrence quote again, but maybe that's as much toward the entirety of the situation than directly just at OBJ because Jerry Jones is kind of contributing to all of this as well. 
Do we feel it's Cowboys or bust at this point? Like it's going to be Cowboys or maybe he doesn't even play this year because, uh, and which, which by the way, is a tall task to tear sure. your ACL in the middle of February, which is when the Super Bowl is now, and try to get back, which is typically a 10 to 12 month injury, especially as you get older. It's tough to come back. You know, for for him, it, I think it's still definitely on the table that he does not play this year because of when he tore that ACL. Well, I think it could be a couple factors. First, it's the timetable to recovery. Second, it's if you come back and you don't look great, if you're Odell Beckham Jr., you have maybe hurt your free agent value for March when teams are going to need wide receivers. If there's one thing we've seen over the last few years in the NFL when it's come to wide receivers, it's that market and free agency has skyrocketed. Christian Kirk, the kind of arbiter and fault for all of that with the deal he got from Jacksonville last year. So that could weigh into this for Odell Beckham Jr. as well. But there's one last point with this game, and that is this. Depending on when he's ready and when he's healthy, so much can change in the NFL in four to five weeks that all of a sudden a team might not need a receiver anymore. Or maybe there is a team right now that is healthy at receiver, Miami, Kansas City. Injuries happen. And all of a sudden, maybe they end up being, hey, you know what? Let's go see Odell Beckham Jr. now. I think that this might have just been the start, and we'll see what happens with him down the road. If you want to join our conversation, go ahead and hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up next, an AFC contender also reeling after some news they got today. So does that open the door for history to potentially repeat itself? That's next, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. It's time for Canty and Carlin's Pacey NFL segment. The stories we want to talk about across the NFL here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. 
although we don't have Cantu or Carlin. I'm Gabe Nigel. He's Michael Rothstein. And to help us out with this segment, we bring in our esteemed producer, Evan Wilner. Evan? Yeah, so the first one here, guys. Von Miller's injury is a bigger deal than Jimmy G's. Gabe, start with you. Uh, I will say no, because I I feel the Bills have enough in place where they can still potentially make a Super Bowl run, and I don't want to make it seem like it's it's not a devastating injury, because it is. He was the guy that was supposed to you know close out games, get those big sacks in the big moments. But quarterback's the most important position in the NFL, and when you have a question mark at that position, because we have no idea what Brock Purdy is, that seems pretty devastating to the 49ers' potential Super Bowl hopes. No, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I have more faith in Brock Purdy than, than Gabe Neitzel does, but I think it's still it's a long shot. All right, Michael, with uh, Von Miller now out for the Bills for the rest of the season, are you taking the Bengals or the field to win the AFC? I'm still taking the field because the field contains such notable teams as Kansas City and Miami and, oh yeah, Buffalo. Give me the field here. It's so hard to go back-to-back as we have seen in football, not only to win the Super Bowl, but to even get to the Super Bowl. The Bengals are having a great season, but I, I'm give me the field and give me the field all day because you also got Baltimore in there and they should get Lamar Jackson back by then. Yeah, I'm going field as well here just because you look around and that AFC is going to be so tough. I doubt the Bengals go on a run that leads to the number one seed. Not impossible. I just don't think it's going to happen for them. Whoever gets that number one seed is going to be at such an advantage because there seems to be some depth in the AFC. So having to play one good team one week less seems to be a big, big time advantage whoever gets that number one seed and buy in the AFC. All right, Gabe, this one start with you. Jordan Love will start blank games for the Packers this season. I'm saying zero. Uh, their, their general manager and Brian Gutekunst addressed the media this week during the Packers' bye week saying, A, that they've already seen everything they've need to see to make an, a, a, a decision on Jordan Love, and B, he talked about putting their best players out there, and even if they're mathematically eliminated from the postseason, even though Aaron Rodgers has said he'd be open to conversations about Jordan Love potentially playing once that happened, he also wants to put their best players out there because he feels he owes it to the locker room to win as many games as possible. So I am saying Jordan Love does not start a game for the Packers. Yeah, that's a nice answer from Brian Gutenkus, but I don't buy it. But I'm not going to go much higher than Gabe. I'm going to say one. I think he starts Week 18 because so often in Week 18 we see teams – Especially if their star players, their big players are injured in any sort of capacity. And we know Aaron Rodgers has been dealing with injuries most of this season. They sit them. I think Jordan Love starts week 18, maybe week 17. So I say one with the outside shot of two. All right, let's go to another legendary quarterback. Tom Brady will be playing for the Bucks, another team, or retired next year, Michael? I think he's playing for Team Fox where he signed a nice that broadcast agreement. I think this is it for Tom Brady. He's playing better now than he was. And obviously had so much off field things in his life going on at the beginning of the year that could change this. But I just think at this point he had said 45 initially, maybe playing till that age. That's where he is now. And you don't sign that Fox agreement. If you don't already start thinking about your post football life. So I think he is playing for team Fox in the broadcast booth next year. I think he gives it one more chance with the Buccaneers. I think he he likes some of the weapons that he has around them. They try to continue to build. 
I am not ever going to predict that Tom Brady is going to retire because I feel like I've already done it about 17 <laughs> times, and I've been wrong, obviously, every single time. So at this point, I have learned my lesson. I am never going to predict Tom Brady retiring, even though he does have that big box contract waiting for him. I say he gives it another run with Tampa Bay next year. I think he's in San Francisco. But that's just me. Zach Wilson will start another game for the Jets this season, Gabe. I say no. At this point, with the way that they've been making him inactive for games, I don't think at any point you can turn around and go back to him. The Jets are in the middle of a playoff push, and and the way that their defense can play and the way the defense has played, I I have a feeling that they're going to be into that playoff battle right down to the end. So I have a hard time with the Jets thinking that Zach Wilson's going to be the answer for this year. Maybe you take that entire offseason once again, try to build up that confidence, but I think for the rest of this year, he's done. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go back to that little thing I just said about Aaron Rodgers. If the Jets have nothing to play for in Week 18, I think you see Zach Wilson go back out there. You put him in a really a no-lose situation if you're Zach Wilson. You get him a little bit more reps. You get him some confidence. And you also see if he's learned anything. Sure, it's only one week, but that can tell you something because as we're seeing in Houston, they're putting Davis Mills back in the lineup now after sitting him for a couple weeks. This is a test for Zach Wilson. I think if you don't have anything to play for week 18, you do it. But if you're playing for a playoff spot or playoff positioning, no, then we're not going to see him. Baker Mayfield was claimed by the Rams yesterday. He may play this week, amazingly, tomorrow night against the Raiders. But will Baker Mayfield be on the Rams week one, 2023, Michael? Ooh, that, that's such a difficult question because so much of it, I think, hinges on Matthew Stafford, both his health in the long term, whether he continue, wants to continue to play after a really rough from an injury perspective, 2022. He just won a Super Bowl. He's a guy that said he's always wanted to play for a long time, but... He has four daughters. His wife has been very outspoken about Matthew Stafford's health and how that's a conversation that they are going to have. I I don't know. I think it depends on Stafford. But I'm going to say no. I don't think he's on their roster week one of 2023. I think it is either a rookie or it is Stafford as their starter. I I really like the potential for Mayfield here because the Rams don't have a first-round pick. They're... Free agent money, all that, salary cap money, most of that's gone. Baker Mayfield seems to be an incredibly low-risk opportunity being a former number one pick. You know he has a lot of talent. If he gets the right coaching, can he be that guy? I think he can be. And yes, it all depends upon the health of Matthew Stafford. But even if Stafford is healthy, don't you, aren't you going to want a backup after the injuries he's had this year? And Baker Mayfield seems destined to be a backup at this point in the NFL to at least try to rehab some sort of image and maybe ends up being a starter the way we've seen Geno Smith emerge out in Seattle this year. But I, I kind of like Baker in, in Los Angeles. I want to see what happens for the Rams in him this year. I will say, yes, he is on their roster in 23. All right, Michael, you uh, cover the Falcons for your day job, so we're going to get some information here from you. Desmond Ritter will be the Falcons quarterback of the future. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Short-term future, I, I do think that he will – play this year. I, I really do believe that Arthur Smith, after being very adamant that Marcus Mariota was their starter over and over and over again over the last four or five weeks when they've lost four of five, has backed off of that a little bit the last few times when he has talked there on by this week and he has said they're going to evaluate everything. Generally when a coach says I'm going to evaluate everything and pulls off of his initial adamant statement about a guy, that generally means change is a coming. 
So I do think that, yes, in the short term, Desmond Ritter, I think, will be the future quarterback for the Falcons. Beyond that, beyond this season, that I think will depend very much on how Desmond Ritter plays down the stretch of this season if the Falcons do indeed make this quarterback change. I'm curious to see what he looks like because they have had a clear plan for him all along. They just haven't played him yet because, frankly, that's been part of the plan and they haven't had to because Mariota's been healthy. I'm I'm looking forward to see what he can do. That That's something that I'm certainly interested in and if he can be that third-round developmental-type quarterback and, and come in and play. Now, I think they still need to do build around him this offseason. Seems like he... Things are trending that he would be the starter next year. And to get a better evaluation, I think you need a couple of more complimentary weapons around him. But I think she certainly has the talent, at least talent enough, to kind of at least get that one-year tryout potentially next year for the Falcons. It's Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Gabe. It, re- it really is. It's something that I'm paying a ton of attention to over the next 10 days or so at the very least. Coming up next on Canty and Carlin, can the Cowboys win their first Super Bowl in nearly 30 years? Their former coach answers that after Michael has this from Bosley. Guys, if you're suffering from hair loss or worried about your hair, you've got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert. The sooner you take action, the more options you'll have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley has both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep the hair you have and grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it most. Right now, Bosley is giving away a free information kit and a $250 gift card towards a procedure. Just text CARLIN to 203-203. You don't want to wait when it comes to hair loss. Just get the information and learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. People trust Bosley. They are truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience restoring hair and experience matters. So what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley info kit and a $250 off gift card when you text Carlin to 203-203. Again, text Carlin, C-A-R-L-I-N, to 203-203 and get your hair back with Bosley. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for Pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also listen to us on your smart speaker just by saying play ESPN Radio. I'm Gabe Nigel. He's Michael Rothstein in for Canty and Carlin today. Excited to talk to our next guest. He has one of the best Twitter handles out there at Son of Bum. 
Wade Phillips, former NFL head coach, and he is going to be the head coach of the XFL's Houston Roughnecks. And a lot of XFL news going around today. I know they unveiled a lot of the, the different uniforms in the XFL today, Coach. So why did you want to get back into coaching with the XFL? Well, I think it's a great opportunity if the league is, uh, you know, headed up by the Rock and, and uh, you know, Danny Garcia. They've got a, they've got a uh, platform that they want to start, and uh, you know, I'm glad to be uh, excited to be a part of it. We, we've seen leagues like this come and go. The first two editions of the XFL, the USFL, the AAF. Why are you buying into this league working where others have not? Yeah, I think it's the ownership. Uh, they're committed to it. And then the people involved, are. Uh, there's so many NFL people uh, and experienced people in it that, uh, in all parts, of, uh, including Russ Brandon, who's the president of it, who I worked with uh, when I was at the Buffalo Bills. So uh, I think it's going to work out really well. Wade Phillips, former NFL head coach and head coach of the XFL's Houston Roughnecks, joining us here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Uh, with the XFL, I mean, when when do you expect to get you know be able to get on the field with your players? What's your timeline look like in order to get your team ready for when the regular season starts? Well, we just had the draft, and um, you know, in, in January we're going to start training camp, so we're, it's almost time we we'll start training camp and then February 18th will be the first game so it's not too far away wait I do want to transition to the NFL because you spent decades upon decades coaching in that league and one of the teams you're most familiar with I think is Dallas do you believe when you look at what the Cowboys have right now that they are a team that can win the Super Bowl this year yeah I mean of course you know chance to win and and winning it or you know, far apart sometimes. I've, I've been with a lot of teams that had a chance to get there. You know, I think four of them did, but uh, but a lot of them that I thought were, you know, even better than the team that that I wanted with with the Broncos uh, didn't make it, you know, for whatever reason. So it's, it's, a, it's a very tough thing to do to get there and certainly to win it. What do you make of another team that you've spent some time around, Wade, the Rams, and how quickly is, – is their window completely closed? They won the Super Bowl last year, struggling this year. What do you make of their situation out in Los Angeles? Well, I mean, it looks like they're they're almost out of it. I don't know if they're math, mathematically out of it, but, uh, yeah, they're having a rough year. Um, you know, my son was coaching with the Rams last year and won the Super Bowl. Now he's with the Vikings, so – I'm kind of pulling for the Vikings now. They've, they've done real well this year. <laughs> what do you, what do you, Wade? What do you think of the Vikings? I mean, obviously, you clearly are probably watching them maybe more than any other team because of the vested interest there. Yeah, I watch them. Uh, Wes is the offensive coordinator, and uh, you know they won a lot of close games. But uh, you know that's what it takes. Uh, you, under pressure, they really really played well. Of course, they've got some big Justin Jefferson and and a lot of really good players. So. Uh, you know, I'm hoping the best one. Wade Phillips, former NFL head coach, and he's the head coach of the XFL's Houston Roughnecks, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Uh, Canty and Carlin, I'm Gabe Nitzel, along with Michael Rothstein. What would it mean to you if you end up having a third generation in the head coach in the NFL if Wes takes that step and becomes a head coach in the NFL? Well, we're certainly hoping for that. Uh, you know, Wes is coordinator. 
Uh, we've had my dad was a coordinator. I was a coordinator. So we're the only family that's had three coordinators. I'm, I'm I believe in the NFL. But you know, it'd be great to have a third generation of of NFL head coaches. And I, I think he's got a pie. He's young. Uh, he's on offense. You know, and uh, and they have a really good offense. So you know, I'm hoping the best for him. But you know, he's enjoying where he is, like I always did as as a coordinator. I always you know, I always enjoyed where I was, even. Wade, we certainly appreciate the time. Best of luck since that season's going to start in about a month or so with training camp. Best of luck with the uh, XFL and your Houston Roughnecks this year. You bet. It's going to be exciting. Wade Phillips, former NFL head coach, and as I mentioned, he is the new head coach of the XFL's Houston Roughnecks. Uh, Michael, he was talking a little bit about the Vikings at the end there since he has the family connection. What do you make of the Vikings? Are you bought in? On the Vikings in the NFC, or do you think it's Eagles, Cowboys, and everybody else? No, I'm bought in on the Vikings. They had that one horrific game against the Cowboys, right? Like everyone saw it, but you like their offense a lot. And they add at TJ Hawkinson. They have a ton of offensive options all over the place between Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and the aforementioned Hawkinson. And Kirk Cousins, listen, say what you will about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a very very good quarterback. I, I really believe that I, okay, game. Okay. Oh okay. no, 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 but, no, but, but. You just used two varies I on use two varies. And not just one. It wasn't enough to go, he's a very good quarterback. You had to go very, very to really oversell the point on Kirk Cousins. Well, because I think Kirk Cousins gets a really bad rap. That doesn't mean you have to lie for the man. I'm not like, lying for the man. Okay, good, right, I'm not lying. Fine. Game. Game. I'm not, not lying very, for him. very good. He's I'm not, not very, lying very for good. him. He's complete. Okay, so he completes two thirds of his passes in the NFL. He's 241 touchdowns to 100 interceptions. Those are really good numbers. And then if you really look at it, he was on some bad teams in Washington. Bad teams sure. early on. Like. I listen. I'm. I think Kirk Cousins is fine, and I think in a, even a better offense. Not to knock Wes Phillips here and, and Kevin O'Connell. I think in an offense that fits his skill set a little bit better, which has a lot more play action in it than this current Minnesota offense has. I think he can be even more dynamic, and we've seen that in the past in previous iterations of what they've done with the Vikings. I think Kirk Cousins is fine, and he's a lot better option than a lot of other teams have in the NFL. Yeah, fine. Fine would be a better way. I like fine better than I like two varies before the word good in describing the skill set of one Kirk Cousins. Uh, we move on from the Vikings. Are we about to see major changes from the defending champs? It's coming up next. ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series 6M, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Knight. So he's Michael Rothstein. We are in for the guys this afternoon. And trying to figure out who's in for Matthew Stafford has been a heck of a case in trying to figure out what that is for Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams as the season is over for Matthew Stafford after being placed on IR. And they've gone through a different couple of different quarterbacks. Now I have to play tomorrow night. And the interesting thing here is they have not ruled out the possibility of potentially playing Baker Mayfield tomorrow night, which seems insane to me. But also, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Josh Johnson was like picked up on a Sunday afternoon and threw 65,000 times on a Monday night football <laughs> game. So, you know, it's, it's possible, I guess, in the NFL. But Baker Mayfield, after 
it's just been such a, a fall for him, leading the Browns to that first playoff appearance and everyone in Cleveland being euphoric, to then having the season he had last year, to then being traded to the Carolina Panthers, now has been released and he's been picked up by the Rams. And it, it kind of seems like he might be on his last legs in terms of opportunities to be a starting quarterback. And Jeff Darlington yesterday right here on this very program, Canty and Carlin, Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, well, he thinks that this could be a good opportunity for Baker Mayfield. I don't know if Baker can resurrect his career and he can do it eventually with the Rams if Matt Stafford you know, retires now or in the near future. But at the very least, this is a place where Baker could reach whatever potential he has left in the tank. Okay. I'm sorry, Gabe. <laughs> I'm not buying that. No, you're not I'm in? not. No, because here's the thing, right? <sighs> And that that sigh was purposeful because (laughs) I look at Baker Mayfield and unlike guys like Ryan Tannehill, who is a guy that got traded and, you know, obviously Baker was traded and then cut and the whole the whole deal, as you said. But you look at a guy like Ryan Tannehill and it just didn't work in the first stop. Baker has been multiple places now where it just did not work. And it's not like Baker had this in. Intense competition in Carolina. He was trying to fend off Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker had never been a consistent starter in the NFL, and Sam Darnold was also a cast-off with the Jets. And what did Carolina decide to do, Gabe? They kept Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just cannot buy that all of a sudden he's going to go to the Rams and Sean McVay is going to unlock what Baker Mayfield has. Does Baker Mayfield have talent? Yes. You don't win the Heisman Trophy. You don't end up being the number one overall pick. And like you said, you don't lead a team to the playoffs if you don't have some level or modicum of talent. But can we please stop pretending that Baker Mayfield has this like great chance still? I just cannot see it, Gabe. I, to me, it, he is much closer to the like Jamarcus Russell, Akili Smith, Ryan Leaf conversations in terms of number one pick and what they ended up doing in their career than anyone else that's been kind of taking one, two, or three. That has, you know, I mean, he's closer to Zach Wilson. Like, Zach Wilson probably should look at what Baker Mayfield's got happening right now and be like, well, that could really be my future here soon. I, I just don't see it for Baker Mayfield. Maybe he gets a chance to start with the Rams game, but. I just don't see it going well because this Rams team also, by the way, not very good. That's another issue that they have. I will agree with Jeff, though. If if McVay can't get it out of Baker, like how can you be an NFL head coach? And I mean, the, the the quarterback carousel in Indianapolis has just been constantly churning. So let's just say next year, whoever their head coach is goes, oh, yeah. We need a quarterback. Let's bring in Baker. <laughs> Even though McVay couldn't get anything out of him, maybe I can. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, but if if McVay can do it, he's the only one left that I think that could potentially do it. Either him or Kyle Shanahan. And for the Rams, I like it as a low risk move because 
I mean, it is the act of a desperate team, but they won their Super Bowl. Now they're a little desperate. They traded away all their draft picks. They don't have capital to infuse this roster with cheap talent from the draft because they traded all those picks away. Who knows what happens with Matthew Stafford? You're going to need a quarterback. And because you know he does have the talent, it wasn't that long ago that he was the number one overall pick. It is an incredibly low-risk move for them to bring in Baker Mayfield to see if they could potentially develop and get something out of him that other places weren't able to do. All right, let me ask you this, Gabe. If Baker Mayfield was not the number one overall pick, let's say he was the number 16 pick, mm-hmm. how would you feel about Baker Mayfield? I, I Look, I... I I, I still look back at that year. It was only two years ago he took his, this team to the playoffs and won a pretty dominant playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he looked pretty good doing it. He's He has made some pretty wow throws in his time. His issue has been potential work ethic. There have been rumors about that. And his insistence on constantly turning the ball over, not great. So if you can, again, those are two big things you're going to have to clean up, but the arm talent and the talent itself is in there. And the fact that he was able to lead a team and be a big part of the reason the team went to the playoffs two years ago, that's why I have a hard time just completely writing him off at this point, even though the last two years have been awful, terrible. No, I get it, but, and I'm going to throw a name that you're going to be very familiar out. With out there, by the way, by the way, that one playoff game, 21 of 34, 263, three touchdowns. He played great against Pittsburgh on the yeah. road, less so the next week at Kansas City. But remember, one good game, two good games, quarterbacks have that. There's a guy named Matt Flynn who you're very familiar with, threw for yes. 500 yards. That got him a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of not good quarterback play for the teams that signed him. I mean, he came back to Green Bay and actually saved their year in 2013, but you know. Outside of Green Bay, he he actually couldn't play. Matt Flynn did have one of my favorite Twitter interactions. Like somebody randomly just tried to take him out. Like, oh, remember the Seahawks paid Matt Flynn like twenty million dollars? He responded to it and went, "Yeah, that was awesome." So it was Matt for Flynn. Matt Flynn. Yes, it was a hundred percent awesome for Matt Flynn. But I, the talent is in there, and with Matt Flynn, like he was a seventh round pick for a reason. No matter, no matter if you're the first overall pick or the 16th overall pick, you end up being that pick or a Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. The talent is there. It's can you get the right coach to bring it out of you? And that, to me, is going to be the big thing. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But if there's one guy that can, I think Sean McVay and what he set up in the Rams, even though they're incredibly decimated by injury on the offensive side of the football, I think they may have an opportunity to try to get that talent out of Baker Mayfield, maybe for the rest of the season. Coming up next, how should the Yankees feel about the Aaron Judge deal? We'll ask one of the, uh, we'll ask one next. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.